Hello. Hi, Marilyn. How are you? I'm great, Dan. How's your morning? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Woo, busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Woo. What's up? What's up up there? Uh, it's another. I just nailed it again today. Just nailing it day after day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I landed Apollo right on time today. <laughs> Did you see the movie? Is that is that no, in? no, 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 no? I just you know, uh, yeah. It's a good day. Uh, Tuesday's an optimistic day. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday does not have the uh, the same valence the other days have. Some people say Tuesday doesn't have a feeling. I'm not going to say that. That depends on your life. I'm not here to judge your life. But I am saying that Tuesday is an optimistic day. Because Monday, Monday has a lot of valence, right? Look at Garfield, right? You look at the Boomtown Rats. There's a lot of valence to a Monday, to a Friday. Wednesday's hump day. Uh, so you got Thursday, Thursday. But, you know, what do you say? Two for Tuesday? No, Tuesday's an optimistic day. You can get a lot accomplished on a Tuesday, and it doesn't have to be stressful. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not judging. But uh, no, it's a good day. Okay, I, I landed around time. Took my kid to school. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, I cleaned the house a little bit. I'm getting a lot done. And then, and then I, I poured my coffee right on time. Like I'm killing it. It sounds like you are. I mean, it, it really does sound good. Uh, Dan, I'm 51. I'll take any victory I can get. <sighs> this is not getting better. None da- of this is daunting. getting better. Daunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said to Roderick on the show, we, we've been on a pretty good run lately with Roderick. And like I said to him yesterday, any any day when you wake up and you don't feel worse is a good day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you true. just pray for those days. You know, I'm I'm I've got a question for you. Yes, you there. So I use for my headphones. I've used the industry standard headphones, the Sony MDR seven five zero six professional large diaphragm headphones. I've always mm-hmm. used these um, mm-hmm. since I learned what was going on and. These are not necessarily the kind of headphones you'd get to like listen to your favorite songs on. Are they reference headphones? They're reference headphones for mm-hmm. very good for editing work, and you'll you'll find them used in every uh, recording studio and film production set, and pretty much everywhere. These are the workhorses of the of these industries, and um, you know they're not cheap. They're not super expensive. You can pay thousands for headphones. These are about eighty dollars uh, on Amazon, but the only thing that I've found with them is that over time, and I've had this particular pair probably used every day, hours a day, for seven years or so, is that the pads, the ear pads that, that go around your ears, just over time, they start to deteriorate. Uh, I know. I, I had that with my... Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was actually Sony's. Yeah. No, that's so gross. And they get all flaky. Yeah. And like the, the, the flakes are weird and... So I was looking on Amazon to get replacement ones because I was thinking that I don't want to buy a whole new set of headphones because these are removable with the idea being that they're also replaceable. Mm-hmm. And I found a whole bunch of, you know, I have replacement ones on there. And it's strange though, because like the, the ones, and I always am suspicious of any, anything that says genuine makes mm. me think it's not genuine. Yeah. They're saying that for a reason, you know? Why do you have to say it's genuine? It's like when you say to somebody, just, you know, to be honest. To be honest or speaking or like, honestly. You know, yeah. Well, what are you usually doing then? If you're not, <laughs> you know, speaking honestly, only right now when you say honestly. So these say genuine replacement ear. That makes you think they're not genuine mm-hmm. or that they're l- l- genuine replacements, but they're not from Sony. Oh, the, you know? they're genuine in the sense that they are replacements, but <laughs> right. a little, we're a little bit dicey on whether, uh-huh, all right, that's so legally, it, I think they're, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure they're staying in their lane with that. Yeah. But they're 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then, mm. but then, here's something, then there's another pair 
that's from a different company that uh, that that's not doesn't say genuine and is not Sony. That's twenty one bucks. Then there's another one that's seven dollars and ninety eight cents. But I don't know. And there, I found another one just now for fourteen bucks that looked very different from what's on there now. And so here's the thing: for thirty dollars, that's almost half the price of new ones. Hmm. That seems too high to me. That means that half the value of the of these headphones are the pads that deteriorate. Right, sunk cost. Like you've already spent a fair amount on headphones, and now you're going to want the the genuine. You know, the, part of the problem is also with all this review nonsense on Amazon. There used to be a white man strategy title. It used to be the white man strategy, which was you would just always buy the most costly of something, and you would know that you were getting the best thing. That is absolutely not true anymore. There's all kinds of, uh, as, if I understand this correctly, there are uh, ver- vendors run algorithms that are dynamically, uh, alongside Amazon, dynamically changing the prices of things based on what other things cost, let alone the fact that the reviews are often garbage. So it's it's difficult to know. You, you know, There's those sites, again, like Review Meta is one that I like a lot, where you can go and see what people actually said. But most people who leave reviews are either liars or dinglings, and you can't rely on that. It's true. And so you know, m- the situation that I have here is, you know, for th- I want the ge- I want the genuine replacement. Buy them all. Buy them all. Buy them all. Buy them all. And compare. Buy them all. It's for your work. <sighs> and you could do an expose. Mm. No. You could you tear the veil away. Yeah. No. That's that. That's <laughs> it's super hard. It's so funny. While um, I was just clicking around, and uh, I thought you were going to talk about headphones, and I was going to recommend two headphone things that I like. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we actually have some listener feedback about this topic. Um, I see here that uh, I'll mention in a second that uh, one I like recommended by Marco Armit. These are not my podcast headphones, but my walking around headphones mm-hmm. are the Plantronics wireless noise canceling backbeat headphones, black and tan pro two. Uh-huh. I really like those. Yeah. Uh, c- can I share with you uh, who the seller on that is? Yes. Oh yeah. That's sold, that's sold by direct, direct to you d- distribution. No tax almost anywhere. That's the name of the company. I like that. <laughs> uh, Delaware Corporation. I'm not very familiar with their uh, their product yeah. line, but they it's a sound family business from the <laughs> the almost anywhere family. <laughs> they sound super legit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. You're you're identifying a real problem though. Um, half the, that's like if if you said, oh, you know, I need to get an oil change and uh, a brake job on my car. It's going to cost fifteen thousand dollars. You'd say, well, wait a minute. I'm not right. going to do it because. You're telling me that That's almost, almost a tenth of the price of your car. All, almost half the cost of these stupid headphones is the pad on them? No. Well, you know, here's an Amazon problem. I mean, I'm going to diagnose this a little bit, which was that time was Amazon was primarily a bookstore and they sold books. And you could certainly go and read reviews of those books on Amazon. But guess what? You could also go review, uh, read reviews of those books almost anywhere. You could read that in the New York Review of Books or wherever you wanted. Like, right. You could go find reviews of that. They greatly expanded their offering to include tons of electronics. Now, if you're buying, I don't know, uh, an Android d- device from Amazon, if you know the number or the product, number, you can go read reviews. You can go to CNET. You could go to Tom's Guide. You could go to wherever to read about that. In my case, um, for example, as people have noticed, I've mentioned several times, I fixed my ice maker. Felt like a big man. But ordering that piece, there were several different vendors for this one gear that I needed. Uh And they all cost very different things. Uh, There's a wonderful new bit of function, not new, new, but fairly new bit of functionality in the Amazon iOS app that's so bananas. It works okay well, 
but it is bananas. If you've got a part, like a screw, a bolt, a nut, you've got any kind of a small hardware piece. Have you, have you tried this? No, I have not. You put down a piece of white paper. Okay. You, you put down an American penny. And right next to the penny, you put the piece that you need to replace. And you take a photograph of it. And some percent of the time, it actually finds the piece. It no says, way. No, describe, describe this a little more to me. Does this, is this uh, just threads on the inside of this bolt? Or are there also, is it, is there like a silicon thread inside of there? You know, like a gasket. And it can, you know, find the piece for you. But then once you go into like Amazon Marketplace, you're well beyond books at this point. How do you know if that bolt's any good? You right. get it from all these different places where you get it from direct to you, distribution, no tax, almost anywhere. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not like buying from Nordstrom. <laughs> you know that's, what I'm saying? This is true. This is a but tr- you're, you're hitting that right now. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff where, I mean, if I can, to the extent this is, I don't know, just, this is actually a true fact. I genuinely like the hardware store that's a few blocks from my house. They're really, really nice. They're really, really cool. Oh, you They're got like a little helpful. cool little local hardware shop. I'll recommend Great Wall Hardware. They're on, I want to say about uh, 27th, 28th Ave. They're really good and they're super nice and they play NPR and, uh, or, or hit new wave hits. Um, and they're really, really great and helpful. And to the extent possible, I do try to buy stuff there because I love giving them my money. Sometimes I'll just buy a flashlight because I, I love that they're there. Um, to the extent possible, I will try to, I bought the bolts that I tried to find on Amazon. I wasn't satisfied with, I walked in there and for $2, I walked out with two bolts. They're super nice, but there are a lot of things where it is actually just easier and faster to get it with Amazon, but you're well down the right side of that long tail with things like headphone pads. That's, I don't know how you decide. I mean, all, all the, usual, the usual heuristics don't work because there's no leveling here. If you go into a store, uh, you know, for any, any kind of an item that's a, you know, kind of a popular item, you usually find the sort of bronze, silver and gold level of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is an okay hi-fi. This is the nicer hi-fi. And like, if you, if you've got tons of money, you could buy the really super nice hi-fi go, but you, you can't do that. You can't just say, okay, here's three items. There's three seemingly identical headphone pads. And like, I'll just pick the middle one. Well, that doesn't mean anything because they're all priced independently. Yes. And I'm, I also struggle just with the, with the, the pricing for a, for a replacement piece. That's something that, (laughs) that is designed, especially when the shipping cost is, is more than the cost of the item. Yeah. It's designed, these headphone here, ear pads are designed to be replaced. They are meant to be removable and, and replaced when they wear out. At what at half the value of the stupid head? You know, if the headphones were five hundred bucks, and it was twenty five bucks to replace the pads, I, I would think that was a steal. So I don't know. I mean, I I feel like this is um, like like at this, this point, is, this, I would this just, is our concern. This is our concern. I would I would maybe get a new all new set of headphones then because I'll just if they lasted. This law, I just, I, in principle, I can't spend $25 on replacement pads for something that only costs $75. Well, if we're, we're going to pop the stack here, I mean, I, in your business, in your racket, I don't think that's a surpassingly high thing, given that, that they're on your, your stupid head all day, you mm-hmm. might as well get new ones yeah, or even try different ones. Um, but no, but your point is very well taken. I, th- I think it's very difficult. Anytime something becomes... Uh, I, I run into this with buying stuff for my kid. She's got a birthday coming up and I was looking at some stuff, uh, ordering some stuff on Amazon for her. But think about it. Go back to fidget spinners, fidget cubes, uh, yo-yos. Like there's all kinds of stuff where something gets popular for a while 
And then you're just overwhelmed with all the number of options and prices. Plus there's the sponsored thing, which I never buy to the extent possible. (laughs) I don't want to buy from the people who felt they needed to get a better position. But uh, no, I think it's, I think it's super complicated. Um, Can I tell you about the headphones I like? Yeah. Uh, Well, did you go back to where I was a second ago? These are recommended. This was a friend of the show, Marco Arment's pick, Marco's headphones guy. This was his pick for like, uh, yeah, Bluetooth headphones don't sound as good, but if you're going to get them, these are real good. I love these. I bought these for me. I bought these for my wife. I really like these. The range is bananas. Plantronics, wireless noise canceling backbeat headphones, black and tan pro two. 187 bucks, but they're great. They got a real long range on them. I was sitting there last night, AB testing um, the new version of uh, back in the USSR. It sounded so good. They sound great. They're great for watching TV. Um, they, they, they sound fantastic. That would be my pick for Bluetooth headphones. The ones I got, these probably were Marco recommended too. I don't buy anything without asking Marco. The ones that, I'm, that are on my stupid face right now are Audio-Technica ATH M50XDG Limited Edition Professional Studio Monitor Headphones. $199, and I like them a lot. They're very comfortable. Comfort's important. I find that for me, I get into like a groove with a certain thing. And even if there's something better, I'm hesitant to try it because I feel like, well, this one thing I have like this works. Yeah. So I'm just going to like stay with it. Treat yourself. Get another pair. And I might use my it's for your money work. for that. It's for your work. Yeah. While we're at it though, um, a listener sent in, you know, we always enjoy reading, doing a straight reading of the SEO optimized. I don't, I don't like to talk about the bit. But we'd like to read the full SEO-friendly version of something as it's titled on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I know. The I don't one, know if this is exactly about. a Hall of Famer, but it's pretty damn good. <laughs> this is from listener Alan. Uh, this is an item. If you want some HDMI cables. <laughs> This is Twisted Veins HDMI Cable 30-foot 2-pack premium HDMI cord type high-speed with Ethernet supports HDMI 2.0 B4K 60Hz HDR except with Apple TV 4K and Xbox One X where it only supports 4K 30Hz <laughs> HD. That's the now, full name. And if you read now, down... I understand. In- that's, all, that's like an H2. This is, this is in big tech. I'll yeah. read it one more time for you. It's the Twisted Veins HDMI Cable 30-foot 2-pack premium HDMI cord type high-speed with Ethernet supports the HDMI 2.0B 4K 60Hz HDR except with Apple TV 4K and Xbox One X where it only supports 4K 30Hz HD. Mm-hmm. 6,228 customer reviews. And if you read the description of it, it just repeats the title like that over and over. Oh, like the first bullet where it says twisted veins cable support (laughs) signals up to 18 GPS bandwidth, 4k resolution, 60 Hertz refresh rate and HDR 10. (laughs) Yeah. That. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Boy, this is just, this is SEO soup. Thanks to listener Alan. That's a good, that's a good find. I guess that still works. Send them in. Those are great. Uh, Like we need, we need to have like a, like a true hall of fame. I think that's number one in the hall of fame, but that's just, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I guess they must feel like they have to, but it's cool. They come with these. I bought uh, like a bag of these, those little adapters, those mm. little L adapters. Mm-hmm. Those are handy. Those are, those are so great. You can get you know, to female or female to male mm-hmm. and uh, well, you don't have your cords. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're gender fluid HDMI cables, <laughs> That's right. but they don't uh, come just jutting out the side of your television like a monster. It's nice. It directs them downward. Downward, sideward. We have good listeners, Dan. What else do we have today? I got lots of little bits and bobs. I got some new things about uh, Alexa. We've got, uh, I want to hear, I said, Alexa, stop! We've got, uh, I want to hear updates on your Fitbit. Uh, can I mention two pieces of, uh, did you want to tell me about something you like? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you tell me about something you Let like? me tell you all about Eero. Oh, come on. Eero you, again? Yes, again. Do people still not have the Eero? Apparently, they're going to keep advertising until everybody has an Eero. I'm sorry to hear that. I wish they could stop advertising, because why don't people treat themselves and get an Eero? It doesn't, the Eero. It doesn't make sense why people are, you know, I think most people are falling into the same pattern that I just described myself. Is like, you get into a thing, you say, well, what I have is good enough. And you don't really know what you're missing. It's, not, you don't, it's you, really not. It really isn't. You don't really understand what it is that you're missing out on until you get to use one of these. And so here's, here's what I think has to happen for people is they're just going to have to take our word for it mm-hmm. and order one of these things and yes. try it out. And then, and then they will see that it really is better. They're like, what I have now is fine. We're here to tell you it's not fine. No, they started not. working on the Eero uh, in... I, I guess, well, I don't know how long it took them to make it, but in February of 2016, this is when they launched the first Eero home Wi-Fi system. This brought the idea of multiple access points placed throughout a house uh, for the first time. You, we didn't have, we had, we had the concept of things like range extenders, but that's not what this is. This creates a, a true mesh network in your house. So they're up to the second generation Eero systems right now. And what they have, so you, you do have one little base station, and this is the thing that plugs into your uh, cable modem, into your DSL modem, whatever fiber, whatever it is that you have coming into the house. And then they give you these little beacons, and you get as many of them as you need. Uh, most homes, I think, need a couple, but your home might be bigger or smaller, so it depends. But they can they the website can help you figure this out. And what these little beacons are, they're little... I hate to call them wall warts because a wall wart has a negative connotation. And these are elegant. Mm-hmm. These look really nice. They even have a built-in little nightlight that you can control. You can set on a timer. You can set to turn on at night. It's very cool. You're just not using them at all. And you plug these into a wall outlet. And what's cool is that the Eero app will tell you where you should position them. So you have the Eero app on your smartphone. And then you start walking through the house. And it'll say, oh, you know what? You should put one here. So you plug one in there. Now that entire segment of your house, of your home is is completely integrated into this mesh. And that ensures that you are going to have the really, really fast speeds and the reliability in every single aspect of your house. And this, if you think about it, that single router model, that does not work well. It never worked well, but it doesn't work well nowadays where you have kind of devices and things everywhere throughout your whole house you know you might have your kid in one room playing nintendo switch you're in the other room doing some work on your laptop your spouse is in the other room watching something on netflix you need to have good signal throughout the whole house and and it's the analogy that they give in their talking points is is the best one i could think of it's imagine having one light bulb in your living room that you want to also light your master bedroom doesn't work doesn't well, yeah, work. or imagine imagine that your electric outlets got increasingly less powerful or useful the further you got from your kitchen. Right. Like, you, I'm sorry, we really can't run that lamp in the bedroom. We don't. The power's not strong enough there. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. That's not how we live today, Dan. And we're people, slipping down Wi-Fi like crazy people. <laughs> that we are. People ask me. They stop me on the street. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mr. Benjamin, what kind of encryption <laughs> does the Arrow have? <laughs> and I'll, I will say, it has state of the art WPA2 encryption. And uh, it controls the hardware and the software for the entire network. It makes sure that you're always secure. Traditional routers, it's up to you to figure out, oh, did I, did I need to update this thing to get that security exploit? Is that why all of our cameras have been hacked and now Russian hackers are That's watching why. my household? 
Nostravia. You don't need to worry about that with the Eero because they push out updates. You're never you going to be left vulnerable. You can see on the Eero if something has connected that you don't recognize and you can block it. Yes, you can do all of that with the cool app that they have. They're, they've thought of everything. They make it so easy. And to be honest, they make it fun to use. I think it's fun. Oh, it's such a good app. And I want to tell you about Eero Plus. This is designed to provide simple, reliable security that defends all your home's devices against a growing number of threats like malware, spyware, phishing attacks, as well as unsuitable content. Mm -hmm. And the combination of Eero with Eero Plus provides complete protection for your network, all the devices, and everyone who uses them as they connect to the internet. It's automatic. And here's what's included. You get the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your whole network. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content. So you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit. Very useful. Oh, so good. And best of all, you can get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on every device without like going to each device and installing something. You get lots of other great features too, like uh, third-party security apps, VPN protection from encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, antivirus software from Malwarebytes, you name it, it's, it's all in there. It's all part of Eero Plus. It's such a good app. So I, 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 I really do swear by it. It's so great for uh, all kinds of troubleshooting. The most basic troubleshooting. First of all, it does a bandwidth test once a day right, automatically. Right. So you can see a history of your bandwidth reports. Mine runs every afternoon. And at any point, you can go in and say, well, is this problem at the internet connection point? Like, is it is it something with Wi-Fi or is it something? So you can go in and say, like, how fast is my internet? Like, at the plug. That's really great. You can go in, you get a little uh, uh, little kind of scrolling view where you can see every device that's connected or was connected in the past. Here's one that's super baller. My, um, my, my kid will have her friends come over and they'll bring their uh, iOS device. All I have to do to, get, to turn on guest mode and enable them to connect, all I have to do is go into the Eero app, open it up, and then they just snap a picture of this QR code and it automatically hooks them up to the uh, guest network. Cool, no, so I mean, cool. it's, it's so easy. It's so carefree. So here's here is the special deal for our listeners. Get a hundred dollars. I'm not making this up. A hundred dollars off the Eero base unit and the two beacons package. This is what most homes are going to need. Uh, whether it's a you know an apartment, a house, most people will start with this, and you'll you'll probably this will be all you need. Hundred bucks off the Eero base unit and the two beacons package. One year of Eero Plus. All together. If you go to Eero, E-E-R-O, Eero.com slash back to work, and at checkout, you enter the code back to work, one word. That's a hundred bucks off that package. It's a great deal. That's the one you're going to want to start with. Uh, Eero.com slash back to work and check out, enter the code back to work, one word. We appreciate the ongoing support from Eero. Thanks, Eero. Buck, buck. This is the most perfect conceivable pivot to my Amazon Echo mm. uh, topics. Okay. Okay, so here I am. I've been, uh, you know, I'm work, I work on sleep. I, I try real hard to work on sleep. My targeted time is from 10.30 until 6.30. But sometimes I'm trying to be a good boy. I go to bed a little earlier. Last night I went to bed a little bit before 10. I was a very good boy. Wow. But thinking I'm proud still, of you. Yeah, I was, it's good. It's real good. And, and, but then I'm thinking, oh, great, I'll sleep till, you know, probably 6.30. No, guess what? Because you know what? Sometimes my daughter likes to have a little fun. I don't know if your kids like to have fun at your, your expense, devices. maybe. Yeah, she likes she likes to do stuff like she'll turn on a routine that turns on all the lights at a certain time. Or in this case, my alarm clock goes off at six a.m. and it's playing this really. Uh, 
beep, boop, 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 boop. And I yell, Dingus, stop! And it goes, and it goes, something has gone wrong. Dingus, stop! Something has gone wrong. And I'm like, oh, F, gosh, darn beans why did i get awakened at 6 a.m by my dumb dingus and now it won't listen to me and so like somebody in a dagwood cartoon i like go and i unplug the dingus and it rolls across the room well i i get up i plug it back in and it makes a little blooming noise of like coming to life and but it's still everything i say to it it says something went wrong and so what do i do i pull out my ios device right i go straight to eero Everything looks fine. I check Safari, Twitter. Everything's coming up. It's 6.03. First thing I want to be doing today is like troubleshooting my Internet of Things devices. Mm. But of course, I'm like a dog with a bone at this point. Now I'm like, no, so what's the problem? Well, I even, so I used Eero to basically restart the system, which it turns out I totally did not need to do because why don't I always first go to down detector? Oh, this yeah. is a, a, a side-loaded recommendation for Down Detector. Um, downdetector.com. You go in, you enter the name of the service, and it will show you what people are bitching about on social media. It'll show you like known outages, but it will also just show you like and you'll see this sometimes. Uh, if you can, if your connection is down, your Comcast connection, and you use your phone to connect, you'll see. Oh yeah, DNS services for Comcast are, you know, having their monthly bed pooping session. Uh, no, but you know what it was? Like Alexa services were down for like you go look at Down Detector right now. They were down for a good long while this morning. And people were freaking out. Um, and you say, oh, well, that's dumb. Like, why are you freaking out? Well, I, I was talking to my lady about this this morning. It's amazing how habituated we are to using this stuff. You know, especially in the morning when you're real groggy. Uh, I've got routines that run in the morning. It's kind of odd that the alarm still worked. I guess maybe that, is that possibly stored locally. I was going to say, it would have to be. I was thinking about that, too. I, I think yeah, it yeah, would yeah. have to be. Well, you can so you can see part of my reasoning with thinking that it, you know what's wrong is am I just being stupid and can't talk at six a.m. But it was um, first bit of Alexa, mm, Alexa, stop. <laughs> first bit of Echo follow up is uh, boy, I guess I use this a lot more than I. I mean, I know I use it a lot, but I guess I do rely on it more than I realized. And you really notice when it doesn't work. Why am I saying this? Let's contrast the, this with a certain um, voice assistant. On your phone? Uh, yeah, say in the Apple universe. Like, when's the last time you went to Down Detector or similar, or, or you Googled? Basically, so here's something great to know. It's, it sounds obvious, in, unless you don't know it. Anytime something's not working and your internet is up, Google the word status plus the name of the company. And you'll almost always find any legit company will have a status page. Uh, Apple has this whole giant dashboard of green lights showing you what's working and occasionally what's not. And I think they fudge on it a little, but it is useful. So yeah, let me ask you this. When's the last time you used Siri, it didn't work, and then you went to a site to find out if there was an outage? Never. Never! I just, I assume that it's going to get me entirely wrong one out of five times, just because that's what I've gotten used to. Mm-hmm. How interesting is that, maybe just to me, that for me to try something and have the Amazon tube lady get it completely wrong three times in a row is a cause for concern that would make me wonder if either the internet is down. Of course, my first guess is the internet is down. And then then it was only a a distant second guess that something was wrong with Amazon. I don't know if that's a great point, but do do you take my point? Yeah, totally. I mean, it really does work. (laughs) 
it works it works real real well um but it also just shows how you know what a fragile system this is yeah you know if you've gotten used to that and you've built your life around um or you know kind of molded your life around the ability to do certain things with your voice and then it doesn't work it's it's it is pretty jarring but can i mention one other piece of uh, echo follow-up yeah yeah the uh, the echo heads will know this but they introduced the coolest thing this week i love this i i i think this is such a good idea and i kind of can't believe they haven't always done it let me hang on let me get this real Let's see if i can get this nearby um the the uh, amazon dingus family has introduced whisper mode right i saw that uh, go across my news feeds so now you flip it on either with your voice or inside the Alexa app. But now check this out. <clears throat> Alexa, what time is it? The time is 9 11 a.m. <laughs> so wait, that's how you trigger it by whispering to it? Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that it was like a mode. Okay, I totally missed it. You thought you had to do it every time? I, I thought you turned it in, you put it on. To whisper mode and it was just in whisper mode from now on like L, oh, like right. or, or or like you could say after you know after 10 p.m going to whisper mode i didn't know that it heard you whispering and would whisper back that's pretty right. cool if you just use it the other way alexa what time is it the time is 9 12 a.m yeah so i think uh i don't understand or uh, thank you i don't uh, claim to understand I don't claim to understand their technology stack, but go home. Alexa, go home. Um, the Here's what I do know. Oh, my God. Alexa, stop. Alexa, go home. Hi. I couldn't find any enabled video streams. Go to the Alexa. Oh, my God. I'm dying inside. <laughs> um, so what I, what I uh, believe upon information is that many of these voice... Um, radio button type things are activated. Some are activated per your whole ecosystem, and then other things are per device, which is kind of interesting. So, for example, there's the um, what do they call it? It's not follow up mode, I want to say, but you can flip on a thing where your echo will keep listening after you've finished, so you can ask like a follow up question. Yes, and so uh, you, I think you turn that. I believe you turn that. I'm not sure, but I want to say you turn that on for the whole system. Now, whisper mode, um, which you do per device, you basically just say, hey, dingus, turn on whisper mode. Or, or for example, you know what you can do? Just start whispering to it. And then it will say, it sounds like you're whispering to me. Do you want me to turn on whisper mode? <laughs> anyway, like, there's all kinds of reasons that's great. I wish that worked with my kids. Oh, let's play the quiet game. Seriously, like, okay, you know, right now we're going to. And they still are yelling. They're still yelling. <laughs> let's turn on don't throw food at your sister mode mm-hmm. um but uh I, I think it's great for like, the real obvious one is like god if you've got a baby <clears throat> it isn't until you've got an infant that you realize how many things in your life make a noise when you turn them off i am here to tell you as somebody who once had an infant there should never be another thing in the world that makes you makes a noise when you turn it off the example uh, that was contemporaneous with that time 10 years ago was the um the oh the bluetooth speaker i love jambox bluetooth the uh jawbone jambox right yeah remember those great little bluetooth speakers they were so great and when you turn them on they go Boop. and guess what when you turn them off they go Boop. yeah 
So, like, if you're listening to lullabies with your baby and you don't want it to go boop when you turn it off, it's the worst. Um, I would have loved this when I had a little kid. But it's also great just at night where you could say something like, what time is it? Or, you know, um, turn everything off. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Anyway, I thought that was really neat. It continues to be a very quickly evolving system that does lots of really, really good stuff. I can't vouch. I don't want to get off on a rant here. Uh, I've been very, very disappointed with how Echo stuff is handled on the Sonos speaker. It's crazy. As somebody who is primarily an Echo user, the Sonos speaker is just, it's a, it's a garbage fire to me because there's so much that it won't do. But the core Echo functionality is super strong and available in lots of great things. Do you have, do you, do you know of the Amazon wand, for example? The Amazon wand. Amazon wand is a little thing you pick up. Um, it basically, it looks kind of like, uh, like a wide marker. It's probably a little under an inch across, maybe six inches high, but, and it's got uh, a little scanner on it and a microphone and a speaker. So you can grab your Amazon wand and shoot it. You shoot it at a (laughs) barcode. You shoot it at a barcode and it adds that to your basket. Look at that. Uh Uh-huh. But you can also talk to it. Um, You can also uh, use it. Can you do the same thing, I think, with with the app? Yes. Oh, the app. The the iOS app has all kinds of great gravy in it. Like if you, so if you open up the camera, you can swipe swipe uh, right or left to like see all the different things it can do. Um, the thing I wish it were better at, it's not great at is I, I, I love the idea of being able to photograph an object and uh, have it identify that. I think I, I imagine that's Amazon Turk. I don't know, but for certain kinds of objects that works fine. Like I'll, I'll bet if you shoot it at an arm and hammer box, it'll know that's arm and hammer, but it doesn't work so great for like, again, like small pieces. Um, yeah, but I believe you can do that with the app for sure, but it's kind of neat. So our Amazon wand, which I don't know, I use it maybe three times a week. It's just magnetized on a, on a magnet, like on our refrigerator. Right. And if I'm running around doing refills of stuff, that's a real fast way to do that. See, it's, it's funny to me because I didn't know about this. I think this is very, very cool. But at the same time, I, I find myself a little outraged by it because it's, it's a tool that Amazon made so that you could buy stuff from Amazon Mm-hmm. more easily, but they're charging you for it. They should be paying me to use it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they should be giving it to me for free and, and, and give I, me I understand a, conceptually economically what your point is, but, and that, I think that point does extend to the Amazon dash buttons, which are mm, very clever retro idea. The yeah. Amazon dash buttons. If you, if you buy an Amazon dash button, I think they give you that same amount as credit, but I don't want to have 40 keychains around the house. You know what I mean? Yes. But if you got any echo, you can just talk to your echo and say, you know, um, reorder, uh, I don't know, reorder pencils or whatever. Right. And it'll identify stuff that you have bought that is of that type and will add it to your, your basket for you. The other thing that's great, if you got Prime Now in your area that works with the Whole Foods, is um, I think the incantation is something like, hey, Dingus, order sourdough bread from Whole Foods. Or something like right. that, or put it in my Whole Foods basket. And uh, next time you go into the app, you'll see that it has. It'll try to identify what you want, and if it doesn't identify what you want, you can click a link to identify what it is you do want. And if you just walk around the kitchen and realize you're running out of basil, like that's that's. I think that's super useful. I take your point, but I mean they're a company; they want to make money. Yeah, I don't blame them, and it does look pretty cool. Eh, it's yeah, yeah, but I mean, like for what it is, it's I don't know. I think it's 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 kind of neat. Um, 
the you know back to first principles, Clarice. The <laughs> the thing with all this stuff is it doesn't make a lick of sense until you've used it a lot. So I could understand anybody rolling their eyes and going, "Oh, they're stealing your information and your cat photos." But like once you do start using it, it is whew, it is wild. It's going to be stating the obvious. It's going to be so hard for anybody to catch up anywhere near um, what Amazon's doing with this stuff. And it really, really does work. Anyway, I'm done shilling for Amazon. They're a terrible company. But, um, but uh, that's, that's, that's th- this week in uh, Echo Corner. <laughs> that's, that's good. We need, we need custom music for that segment, I think. I ordered something I don't really need just because I'm so into this world that I'm curious to see what it is. I ordered a, uh, a Google home hub arrives today. I'm interested to see what that, how that works. Oh That's yeah. Supposed to be yeah. Cool. I was watching a thing on that. The, um, they had a video about that, that I thought was pretty cool. And the verge just did a very cool review of it too. It sounds neat. I'll um, put the verge one into the show notes. Cause I like, I really, that, I thought, I thought that was pretty compelling. It's they're doing a little bit of an iPhone with this where like, okay, so Steve jobs comes out with this three in one thing, but it's called iPhone and you got all these three things in your pocket. And really the phone is so much the least of them did it with Apple watch as I've ranted about in this case, they're kind of in some ways, I think they're selling it as uh, the best electronic like photo frame you'll ever yeah, have. Yeah. It integrates very nicely with Google photos and has the smarts to be able to bubble up what you might want. I think they're not particularly shy about saying, yeah, this is also a great dashboard for your house. Like imagine the power of Google Assistant in this uh, beautiful screen. So I'm really interested to see how that'll work. I'm doing it mostly just for experimental purposes. We don't really have room. Um, I-, I was not overwhelmed. Like I know Syracuse loves the Google Home um, dingus. But I, I wasn't overwhelmed with how great it is. It's certainly not great as a speaker. It is better at answering questions. But as far in the Google ecosystem as I am, there's still plenty that, you know, the Echo can cover. Like, you can have your calendar show up with Amazon if you want. You can do all of that. But, no, I'm pretty intrigued. I'm, whenever it arrives, I'll set it up, and maybe I'll report back next week on it. It's not it's not super costly either. Like, for what you get, I think it's a, oh, oh I just got, oh, that, on vehicle for delivery, says the. Oh, app so you might get it anytime today. Mm-hmm. So this thing, I'm just looking at these pictures of it, and um, and I remember reading the review of it when it, you know, when it was announced. It looks a lot like what was the name of the Amazon one that they came out with? It looks like it does. They have a newer version of the show. The show. That's right. Thank you. It's like a bigger, prettier version of the show. It the looks new show much is nice. better. It's a full. It's full screen, but it's still real thick. It's not very pretty looking. It's much prettier than the original. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a similar kind of thing to that. It's like a it's chumby. The kind of thing it's you a little chumby. Up, kind of like a chumby. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you would have like you would have seen in like Popular Mechanics for like a Home of the Future mm-hmm. article from the 70s or 80s. But, you know, I think Google is very well situated for a product like that. I mean, I'm no Ben Thompson, but I imagine they're very well situated for that, especially if, if you're a Google Photos user, which I am. Um, the Google Photos app like the Amazon, uh, now they call it Amazon Photos. It's not, I don't think it's Prime Photos anymore. But I'm on both of those, just as, you know, belt and suspenders. And I'm amazed with what Google bubbles up. Google does a real good job of saying like, you know, oh, here's a stylized photo, here's a video I made, relive this day. But just all the like machine learning stuff it does to say, well, when it detects that we've been somewhere that we usually aren't for a while, it knows to make like a little, um, a collage or a movie out of stuff from that event. It's, it's really good at that. And I, I love looking at that stuff. Uh, I think it's really fun. 
Oh, also it recognizes uh, your cat by name. What? Yeah. So like, um, uh, Amazon photos, Apple photos, they've all gotten way better at the machine learning stuff that lets you say this is a cat. So you can do a search on cat and it'll find all your cats. As far as I know, Google photos is the only one that can identify individual animals. Like so not just, your, not just any cat, but your cat. No, but our, our horrific monstrosity <laughs> or our, our eldritch horror, we can find a specific for her name and find specific photos of her. Right. And her, her lobule face flaps. She's a sweet, precious angel. And I love her very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big week. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Internet, internet's still up. That's good. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is. We've had so much rain. I don't even want to talk about it because it's Oh, sh- you had a boil water. Moises says you guys had a boil water warning. Yeah, we do. Um, Why? What is up with that? So here's what happened is over the last couple weeks, we've received more rain than like than ever in, in Austin. And all wow. of the rivers and lakes began to swell and they had to open up the dams and other things like that. But as a result of this, the there is a tremendous amount of silt and other things i guess that washed into the 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 big river that's here that sucks and the drinking water plants i guess there's three of them operate all three of them draw water as needed from the river i guess this is the way it works and so they purify that water in the plant and then they put in the pipes and send it to us but because of all of this silt and mud and other things, all of the all of the water uh, normally is pretty clear and nice, but now it looks like chocolate milk. So oh, the, no, that's so bad. The plants have to work overtime to try and filter all of this mud and chocolate milk out of the water to make it drinkable again. And they can do it, but they operate much, much more slowly. And apparently they also need to maintain water pressure in a certain way for like the fire departments and other things like that. So long story short is because of all this silt and because they're working so hard to filter the water out and and make it clean that they're what they're saying is the plants are not able to deliver the high level of standards and quality that they're normally able to do. In other words, it's possible something you don't want in your water could wind up in your water and there that's a complicated i mean we bring in stuff like you say like the fires and stuff like that yeah that's that's such a complicated problem to solve so it is not it's not like they're saying we've detected bacteria in the water they're saying we think there that could happen of caution right so they're they're saying to everybody use bottled water boil your water and uh, you know it's fine to wash with it <clears throat> it's fine to do laundry with it. It's fine to do all that nonsense with it, but you cannot drink it and you must drink boiled water or whatever else. And so that's kind of where things are and they don't really know when it's going to level off. They think it would, you know, they don't. And the other thing that's stupid is, and I was talking to uh to friend of the show, Don Schaffner. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you remember a good old Don. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's on Dubai Friday this week. Oh, very nice. We're doing a we're doing a microbiology challenge again. So for people who don't know about a Donald W. Schaffner PhD doctor, uh, he is a he is the extension specialist in food science and distinguished professor at Rutgers University. I think he's the internet's favorite microbiologist. No I offense think, to Ben. No, I mean Ben's a good guy. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, 
anyway, there can only be one. <laughs> yeah, there can be, there there can be only. So Don is uh, Don has given me some advice, and he I asked him about it, and I said, you know, what is it that they're really worried about? What's going to go on in here? Uh, what are they concerned with? And yeah. he said, well, you know, he said that they're basically concerned that the the indicate that the plant is not doing what it would normally be able to do, and. I said, well, does that mean there's poop in the water? He's like, it means it's not filtering everything out as effectively as it could. And I said, well, what is the real chance? He said, probably relatively low that anything still a chance. would happen, but it's higher than normal. And so mm-hmm. this is the weird- 538 learned this lesson. Yes. Right? I mean, 20% is still a percent. That's right. And so mm-hmm. my my what I would like to hear from the water company is- what they don't want exactly what they don't want to do, which is they don't want to do two things. They don't want to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And number two, they don't want to give us an ETA of when it might be better because that might be wrong. So instead they give no information whatsoever. So instead mm-hmm. of saying, we think by Wednesday it should have cleared out. They say nothing. They won't mm-hmm. say we think by Wednesday, they're just waiting. And then on Wednesday, if it, if it happens on Wednesday, then they'll say, Oh, it's good. You guys are all fine out here. Just flush the lines. You'll be fine. That's what they want to do. That's not what anybody wants them to do. And so what, what's strange about all of this is, of course, there's now a run on all the grocery stores to go and buy bottled water because people don't, they don't listen and they don't understand. There's two categories of people. Uh, there's categories. <laughs> the ones who don't listen and the ones who don't understand. <laughs> yes. Well, the, so no, I was going to say there's the first category is people who are maybe not interested in boiling the water. I won't use the word lazy, but they don't want to boil the water. They want to just go and buy the bottled water. And and so I would put my family in that category. There, My wife didn't, you know, she's still going to be boiling water and has started boiling some water. But to get us started, she said, I'll just go and I'll buy some water. We'll have that. And then it gives me a little window to like boil water and get that ready. So that's what she did. But then there's, then there's the other category of, of person. And these are not my favorite people. These are people who don't don't really understand, don't make any effort to understand. And instead of maybe getting a little water and boiling it, they start to hoard all of the water and buy all of it and buy gallons and gallons of it because, well, they said don't drink the water, so I got to buy a bottled water. That's not what they said. They said boil the water for three minutes at a rolling boil or use bottled water. That's what they said. They didn't say, you can't drink the water. Water's no good. Got to go buy. Got to go hoard. Got a big family. That's not what they said. And that's, but that's what I would say 50 or more percent of the people are doing is they're just freaking out. I can't use the water. I got to go buy bo- bottled water now. So they're, they're hoarding all the resources for no good reason. Right. And, and it's the same thing that happened. You know, I, I don't know how long it was ago, six months, nine months ago, whatever, when there was uh, or last year, maybe it was even now when there was this rumor, well, not even true, not even true, but there was a rumor that because Houston was affected by the flooding and the hurricane, that we were going to run out of gas here in Austin. So what did everybody do? They went mm-hmm. out and they started topping off their gas tanks and filling up their yeah. spare containers. And guess what? There was a shortage on gas because of that. Not because we were running out of gas here. Oh, I'm sorry. Petrol. But mm, because wow. you got to be in your bonnet about this, yeah. But because this gets under your skin a little bit. Because people don't listen, they they react before they know what's going on, and then they actually cause the problem that they're trying to avoid. Yeah, see, that's that's no good. That's no good. You got to listen. 
They don't listen. listen. You know what, Dan? Listen and think. Think. There's a great you know quote in in a very very um, a movie known for its wisdom and insight, Men in Black, mm-hmm. where K says to J, um, "A person is smart, but people are are dumb, panicky, etc." And uh, and so and that's the that's the case. Is that an individual person left to their own devices is usually very smart, but the herd mentality gotta go fill up my tank with gas. We're gonna run out. Then you make everyone run out. Same problem with water. So anyway, long story short, the uh, but this brings me to a back to work topic. Oh boy, which is the whole. I'm also con- including just in case you want to use it for show art. One of my all time favorite um, peanuts. Um, oh, panels. Oh wait, almost sent it to my family. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, That's not family I think, safe. I think Linus is talking with I, I think Lucy, but in the panel, and she accuses him of of hating people. <laughs> yes, this is great. Mankind. He says, "I love mankind. It's people I can't stand." That's great. I will put that in the show art. So here's the th- here's the back to work topic out of this. Yes, uh, and I was talking to friend of the show Don Schaffner about this. Mm-hmm. Is that he was saying? I, I, I said, "Why don't they tell us more? Why don't they give us more information?" He's like, "They they probably don't know." And the reality is, they don't want to say that they don't know. And that's a fascinating thing for me because I can tell you that when I when I graduated college with my English degree. Uh, and I, I had wanted to do a double major in computer science and English, but kind of ran out of money and I had to pick one and I picked, uh, English because it was so easy for me. And I already knew enough about computers having done it f- at that point since I was what, 10 years old, I mm-hmm. knew more than the people that, that were my friends that were in computer science. They were coming to me for help in their computer science classes. So I thought I'll just get the easy degree and then I'll go in and do computer stuff because I, I knew it. So one of the things that became the most valuable for me early in my career when I was learning from other people who were more experienced than I was, I found that my knowledge of computer science, because I didn't complete the degree and because I was completely self-taught, that there were holes in my knowledge, that I might know a lot about one thing and very little about something else when if I had maybe learned traditionally, I would know them both equally. And I found that there were these holes and that the best way for me to fill them, I found, was of course by reading and things like that. But when I was in a situation where I was working with other people, they'd say, oh, do you know how to do this thing? And at first I thought, oh crap, like I can't say no. They'll think I'm an idiot. If I say that I don't know, like what will they think of me? Why will they, Maybe they'll doubt that I should have been hired. Maybe I'll get fired if they, you know, if I don't know about topic X and only know about Y and Z. And so I would kind of say, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I know that. And then I'd like frantically go and try and buy a book and learn about it myself. But I found that, especially in the world of computers, that saying I don't know had a different effect. Instead of people thinking, what an idiot you are, they thought, oh, I get to talk about something I'm interested in. And I found that there was this huge wealth of knowledge in these people that were around me. And most computer nerds love to talk about the computer nerd stuff that they do all day. And I learned so much by saying, I don't know. And so Mm -hmm. for me, that became a valuable skill was to say, I don't know when I didn't know it. And instead of that reactionary knee jerk response of, well, I better not, I I better not let them know that I don't know. Like male answer syndrome. Yes, there's we feel, a term. We feel the need to give a confident answer to a question that nobody asked you in some cases. <laughs> right. I found if I said, I don't know, but I have more respect for somebody now 
who says, I don't know, than someone who says nothing, like the mm-hmm. water company is doing right now. Or, or, you know, I would love it if they came out and said, we don't know how long this is going to take. In the past, although we've never had a situation like this before, in the past, it, take, it took three days before we could lift the water boiling uh, thing. But we don't know. So don't, don't worry about it in three days. But, but I, the answer is, I don't know. I would love to hear that kind of honesty from someone, but they're so afraid that, well, that'll make me look ineffective. That'll make me look like I can't do my job. How can we not mm-hmm. know? Why are we in this job if we don't know? That, but that's not how I feel. I would feel super respectful of them saying, Oh, they really don't know why because this has never happened before and they've said that but they won't take it to the next level and say we hope by wednesday but we don't know you know give us something but they're too scared to do it mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's not a bad god there's topic. so many levels to this though dan i mean yeah oh my god this oh, a lot of levels um yes first of all i, I what you're saying I, I agree with you i've come to really respect people who say, I don't know, or any, there's, I think, you know, just to address your comment specifically, there's all kinds of flavors of, I don't know that I think, I, um, can be very attractive and are actually a way smarter answer because I don't know encompasses multitudes. I mean, I don't know is at the basic level. I don't know now, or I don't know yet. Yeah. It is not a statement that this thing is unknowable. Right. This is before we even get into the expanding brain part of this, where you go even deeper and you say, well, you know, Here's what, what I do know would not be useful to you, right? I could tell you what we know, but we're not at a point where we're going to, I could tell, for example, somebody who's a topic expert on something could be asked a question by another topic expert and they have so much understanding of their area of expertise and how statistics work and how all, you know, all the likely outcomes and stuff like that. They, they could have a conversation like two physicians, for example, could talk to each other in a candid way about your stage three cancer in a way that they would not want to say to you, here's what's going to happen. Right. Isn't that kind of a, isn't that a kind of a good example? Yes. We're like, they could talk to each other very candidly and say, well, it sure doesn't look good, but when we find out this, we'll know about that. And here's the options, but we haven't even checked this other thing yet because we're not there yet. You want to hear it, get out of here as George Costanza says, but they can't give that to you as a layperson because there's so many layers of epistemology to what's happening here that you can't do that. And so, I mean, in the case of your uh, Austin uh, Water and Power or whatever, like I bet like one to another, they could say, well, here's the risk management that we're doing. Here's the investigations that we're doing. Here's the data that we're getting. They all lead us to make the following conclusions about this right now. You can't broadcast that to hundreds of thousands of people unless you are certain that this is the right outcome, not least because of unintended consequences, not least because of hoarding of water and right, stuff like right. that. There's all kinds of things you don't want to have to go back on. But I mean, that's, that's probably a bigger issue, but it's not an inconsequential issue in personal relationships or business relationships. Uh, I, I, do, I do think though that it is definitely at least unfashionable and probably it makes you feel a little bit weak to say, I don't know. Yeah. Um, because you're, if you're a topic expert, you're expected to know. But I don't know. I do. I do feel like there. Like uh, I mentioned, expanding brain. There's that funny meme. Some people call it galaxy brain. There's that funny meme where, like, uh, and it's a joke, but you go deeper and deeper on this thing, and you get different opinions. And I think there's all kinds of areas of information. Think about talking to your kid about something. Um, like, let's say your three-year-old kid suddenly comes very, very morbid and says to you, "Am I going to die?" Mm. And you go, oh, no, you're not going to die, honey. Just brush your teeth. <laughs> right. And they get a little bit older. Let's say they get to be five or six. And they say, am I going to die? 
and you say, yeah, we're all going to die, but we're all going to have a good, safe, happy life along the way. And you don't need to worry about that. Could you please just, please just brush your teeth. And then your kid gets to be 12 and they're really, they're morbid again. And you say, "Ugh, am I going to die? And you go like, listen, you're, 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 you're not going to die. You're not going to die. You're just having a bad week. But ultimately, yeah, you are going to die. Like that's just one, that's a one bit piece of information. Right. But there are multitudes of information that you could give based on context clues for what it is that person's actually talking about. And maybe Austin water doesn't know enough yet to conclusively say, here's the answer to this, right? Because it's an emergency. It's an emerging situation. They have limited information. And while you have limited information and maybe limited tactical resources, like you just described, you described this crazy situation where we all walk around all day, not realizing how amazing it is that a river stays in this particular channel, does not overflow its bounds and bring in lots of dog poop and garbage that then becomes a part of the water system. Right. What an incredibly complex problem to try and solve. And we all want an answer that's as simple as like, how much water should I buy? Or will really the answer we really want is, will this be fixed by six? Could I please talk to your manager? It's like, well, my manager is water. I, I, you can't talk to water. Water's going to do what's going to do. Water's my manager. Please write that down. Water is my manager. You know what I'm saying? Like in that case, but okay, but let's bring this back down to the back to work level. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that I, as somebody who has had male answer syndrome now and in the past, as I'm demonstrating right now, uh, I, I think it is sometimes very easy to take something that is a combination of opinion and reckon and frame it as an answer that has a factual basis. I think that's a very common human, especially male thing. Yeah. But I, I, I do agree with you because sometimes people really just want an answer. Like, okay, you go to a restaurant, you, know, you go to the Chinese restaurant in Seinfeld and you say like, uh, okay, well, when was my table running? They say, the guy says five, 10 minutes. And you're like, well, there's all kinds of stuff you don't know. You don't know how quickly the diners are leaving. You don't know if they're shorthanded that the, the, the bus, the busing guy and the dishwasher both called in sick. There's all kinds of levels to this. I don't know how long it will be till your table is ready. All you care about as the diner is how long is it till my table is ready. Now, in that case, you're the guy running the Chinese restaurant. How are you going to feel when the Chinese restaurant guy says, I don't know. You go in, you're hungry. Right. You've seen other people who arrived after you go in before you. Mm -hmm. And you say, how long until my table's ready? Frustrating. And he says, I don't know. How do you feel? Yeah. You feel really, really mad. Yeah. You say, well, how is this not knowable? So there are cases where it just adds more frustration. But I agree with you, like person to person, like, you know, dude to dude or whatever, I think it's very valuable to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to this, but here's what I do know. And sometimes what I do know I'm pop the stack a little here. Sometimes what I do know is that the question you're answering or the question that you're posing could be posed in a different way or a better way. So like somebody who's a good manager at the, the water company of Austin would probably say, well, what do we know right now? What are our known unknowns as uh, Rumsfeld would say? What are the things we're pretty sure we don't know at all? let alone the stuff we don't know that we don't know. Yeah. And you're constantly reassessing that situation based on the available information, you know, let alone how you're going to deploy that. You know, there's, there's been a couple of big fires in Oakland in the last week, um, possibly arson. I'm like, well, how do you respond to people? Well, like, it's a fire, dude. We're dealing with a fire. Like, stop calling the dispatcher press. Please stop calling the dispatcher to ask how the fire is going. Well, the fire is going. And that's really all we can tell you right now, because this is a rapidly evolving situation where we are deploying and redeploying resources from in town and out of town and coordinating all of this different stuff. When's the fire going to end? I don't know. It's a fire. Go ask the water. 
you know, it's going to do what it's going to do. And we're doing this as best we can. So I don't know. I think it's super complicated because sometimes when people say, when people ask you a question, it is a version of, let me talk to your manager. When you say, you know, what is the answer to this question? I think what they really want to know is when can my life go back to being the way that I want it? Because you have, exactly. I, I've decided you are the person who is responsible for disruption in my life and you must be called, called up for this crime and answer to that. When can I go back to not needing to think about this? And sometimes the real answer is, I don't know, sir. I don't, there's all kinds of stuff where like, believe it or not, it is more important to me to get the water working than it is to make you feel good about like when you can, you know, suck out of the tap again. Right. I think it's complicated as hell. It is. Okay. Let me send you, I'm going to send you, this is a picture of outside the Costco on uh, 4301 West William Cannon Drive in South Austin taken yesterday. And it says the sub. Oh my God. Is that one line? Long lines for water at the Costco store. Is that a U shaped line? Yeah. Oh my God. Long lines for water at the Costco store. That's what this says. And now I have to, I have to ask, I wish, I wish I had the foresight to, to drive down there with a microphone and a handy cam, a zoom recorder thing and interview these people and say, why are you here in this line? And I guarantee you, these people don't understand that you can boil water at home and that it's fine to drink it if it's boiled. I get, I guarantee you that I, it looks like there's a hundred people. You're saying over are. 80% of these people are not aware. That's what I believe. That they could bathe in the water and boil the water they need. Well, they know they can bathe in it, but I think they don't understand that, that they can just boil it and drink it and it's fine. They don't understand. That's what that. the man wants you to think. The man wants you to think you can boil your water, but you're actually going to be eating poop. No, it's what they think. I, I don't think they think that. I think they misunderstood. They didn't ask. They didn't research. They didn't read. They just heard. They said, don't drink the water. So now water I got to go buy water. Water, water bad. Water bad. I really, really think that. And, and, and because these people, for those who can't see the image that I just pasted to Merlin over messages. It's got to be like 60 or 80 people. Yeah. There's a lot of people in there in line with empty carts in trying to get into a Costco. It looks, got, the line has exceeded the length of the block. It is stretching well beyond into the parking lot where they've left a space for cars to get through. But then there's an equally long line, as far as we can see, of people on the other side of the parking lot waiting to go through the U. Now, the only reason that a human being would wait in a line like this is because mm-hmm. they think there's no alternative. Mm-hmm. They think that this is the only way that they're going to get water. Now, I have lived... As you have in Florida, I have lived through hurricanes. I have been in situations where there was a a concern, not that they wouldn't be able to boil the water to drink it, but that there would be no water coming out of the tap, that there would be no water, period. And this happened. I've known people who had to drink out of bottles and and use bottled water, not because they couldn't drink the water, but because there was no, there was no water coming out of the tap at all. They, the only way to get water was in a bottle. Or, uh, so I think that's what these people are thinking because there's no reason that you would choose to wait in a long line outside of a Costco to get water if you knew that you could turn on your tap, fill up a, a pot, boil it for three minutes mm-hmm. and have drinkable water. We have done this at our house. We're drinking the boiled water as well as some of the bottled water that we have. It tastes fine. This is not a situation where the water is contaminated. It's a situation where they're concerned that it could become contaminated and they don't want 
any cases right. of people getting sick. It's not, this is in the water, everyone. You shouldn't drink it. They're saying, we're concerned that it could be in the water. We, they actually have said, we haven't gotten any alerts yet or signs of contamination. They're testing it. They have said they've gotten no contamination so far. But just in case, please mm-hmm. boil the water. These people at Costco in line do not know that, or they don't. They don't understand. Can I can I put a little bit of sauce on that burger? Go ahead, Colin. Because like you're 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 already getting at a great point here, which is that if you, according to what you've told me, if you're listening, and I, you know I panic like everybody else, but what you're describing to me is we've got a situation where there's been some anomalous anomalous behavior with the source of our drinking water and our other waters, and right now, for, out of an abundance of caution, um, for a variety of reasons we can explain to you, but we would we think it's safer for you for any kind of potable water needs in your house for you to boil water for three minutes before you use it or to use bottled water. Right. Right. Okay. So that, that, that's all what you've described so far. Let me ask you another thing. Is there an idea in your head that this problem will not be mostly solved in a week? Uh, they, the, the closest we've got from an answer to anyone is they're saying it, it could be a total of about 10 days. That's what they're saying. Really? That's See, the, I was going to guess this might be fixed in two or three days. I, I think it will. I think they're saying longer than that just to, to set their expectations okay. correctly. Have you ever gone camping and yes. needed to bring your own water? Yes. When we camp, um, you know, like I say, we just do basic car camping. It's nothing very rugged. But when we go car camping, our general budget for water is um, I think those big ones with the handle on it, like the Zephyr Hills type ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Florida reference. Yeah, very sure. Uh, very I think much. those are. I think that's two and a half gallons in one of those with a little spigot on the front, right? Right. And we use, I would say, slightly more, especially for using it to wash dishes and stuff like that. I would say we use, uh, let's say, three gallons of water a day for drinking water purposes, roughly, mm-hmm. roughly. And, and so that's what we bring when we go camping. Um, so uh, maybe I'm being over rational so much that it's not rational, but so what I'm hearing is like my family uses that much water sure. for drinking and cooking and cleaning of dishes and stuff like that. What are you really looking at here in terms of the boiling water situation? I would get, I would be surprised if you had more than three days in which you had to boil water a total of fewer than 10 times is my guess. Yeah. And these people with these carts <laughs> look like they're ready for the apocalypse. Yes. Like the walkers are about to come to Atlanta. Right. When like, what, what are you going to buy? So because you're extra freaked out, you're going to buy more cases and cases of water in plastic bottles. It's not rational. No. I know, but maybe they feel like this is maybe, again, too much Walking Dead. Maybe they feel like, well, I'll have all the water. Then when we find all these rubes who are out there drinking poop water are going to be so sad because I got all the cases because I waited in line. All right, that's, that's what they're doing. In line. That's what they're doing. And I guess so. It just, I don't understand that. I have to think, you know, because I genuinely believe that people uh, or a person wants to do the right thing wants to be thoughtful, wants to be considerate. I think those are natural tendencies for people. And I think this has to come from just a complete and total uh, misunderstanding. That's the only thing I can think about is that that there is a, that they don't understand. Because if you were to say to anyone, would you like to go stand outside in a parking lot for potentially a couple hours to get something that you could have in your house for in three minutes? No, the answer is going to be no. The answer is going to be no. Um, and so, so the, listen, everybody, yeah. calm down. Yeah. That's what we're really saying. The message of back to work today is pound sign, calm down. Yeah. 
Um, why don't you tell me about, uh, is there a second thing that you like? Tell you about Squarespace. 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 Squarespace is a wonderful company that makes it easy for you to take whatever your cool idea is and make it into an even cooler website. That's what they do. They, you can, you can make a website to do pretty much anything. I notice sometimes, uh, that a lot of people are creating these websites because they're saying, you know what? I have more important stuff to do than make a website. You know, that's what it comes down to for most people. I think they're saying I am a software developer or I run a print shop or, uh, you know, a million other things that you might do, a photographer, a musician, and you just don't want to take the time and spend a tremendous amount of money to get some kind of fancy pants website. Guess what? You can have a fancy pants website with Squarespace straight away for a few bucks a month as opposed to where people used to have to do and what spend. is your time cost dan what, what is, is your the cost what does it cost time? your time should cost more is what i'm saying raise the price of your time get squarespace raise the price of they can can they have that they can have that's a freebie they can have they've been with us a long while they can have that one freebie raise the price of your time so the way that squarespace works you sign up it takes you almost no time to sign up and you go and you pick a template. They've got a beautiful gallery of templates. They've all been designed by amazing designers. You pick the template that you want and you start customizing it. You can just go with it just the way it is. You don't have to customize it. But if you if you enjoy that kind of thing, they have little sliders and little buttons to click and you can make this thing your own. You can completely customize it to work and look exactly the way you want with no HTML skills, no design skills, no CSS knowledge necessary. You just go in there and have fun and start changing things around. And what's really cool is once you've launched your site, let's say it's I've been out there for six months or a year and you're like, oh, I want to change. I want something new. You can go and sample and try out different templates without like launching that new design. You can just go in there and create a brand new website. All of your content just works and flows seamlessly into the new design and snap your fingers, hit publish. You've got a completely brand new looking website with all of your existing content moved right over. You can do that as much as you want. It's amazing. They've got built-in SEO. SEO. They've got uh, customer support, 24-7 customer support. I mean, it really is everything that you could possibly want out of a website, and they make it so easy to use. So go check out squarespace.com slash it's your show. You'll get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code it's your show, one word, and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain because they also do domains. So go check it out. Support the show just by visiting squarespace.com slash it's your show. And when you're ready to sign up, use the code it's your show and save 10% off the website or domain. We appreciate the support. Thank you very much to Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Hey, let's wrap soon, but uh, if it's okay with you. Yeah. But um, I did want to do, well, uh, can we can we wrap up in a second with hearing about your Fitbit? Uh, not much to say, but we sure can. Hmm. Okay. Well, I had two, I had two uh, strangely on-brand uh, recommendations that I put into show notes. Cool. Um, which I will go look at now. Uh, just two two little YouTube videos for fans of The Big Lebowski to check out. Um, both of which I've watched and are fun. 
the shorter one is there's a series that GQ does on YouTube that's a lot of fun, which is a thus and such actor breaks down their most iconic iconic characters. And there's several of these that are really fun. And basically, it's just a you know talking to the camera person talking about their various roles. Uh, the one for Jeff Bridges is really fun. He's just such an interesting guy. He really I just love is. Listening to him talk, he's so thoughtful about what he does. And at least in interviews, he seems awfully generous about pretty much everybody that he works with. He's relentlessly positive, uh, and I really admire the guy. Anyway. Uh, check him out uh, in show notes. You'll see uh, Jeff Bridges breaks down his most iconic characters. Now, in fairness, in this, what I do want to also about Jeff Bridges is he does tell the same anecdotes a lot. I don't mind it personally. If you're a fan of The Big Lebowski, please check out the YouTube video. It is uh, under the aegis of the Today Show. It's a 26-minute interview with Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, and Steve Buscemi. Just sitting at, at a booth at a table with the interview guy, Harry Smith, uh, just talking about what it's like the 20 years since The Big Lebowski, going back talking about The Big Lebowski. If you enjoy, if you enjoy that movie like Dan and I do, treat yourself, um, listen to the three of them talk. They just seem like real good guys who really did enjoy making this very perplexing movie. Yes. Uh, and I would really suggest, have you seen this video? I have only begun to watch it. I, w- I haven't seen the whole thing, but I plan to watch it today at lunchtime. It's awful fun. And um, the, just their ability. It's so funny, alternately, like stuff that we as super fans remember so carefully or so well, they, they kind of remember, but like all of them, like they all still remember certain lines. They remember the experience. Uh, if you haven't watched The Big Lebowski in a while, uh, you'll remember how much you love this movie when you go back and uh, you see this interview. Those, those uh, two suggestions, videos to watch. Very good. Very good. I had that on my mind, too, to mention. I'm glad you put it in the show notes. 20 years, Dan. 20 years. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Did you see it very in the theater strange. when it came out? No, no. It's. It, I saw it in very much the way these three guys described, which was everybody thought it was so weird yeah. after getting Academy Awards for Fargo. Why would they make Le- The Big Lebowski? <laughs> it was, at the time, not very well-reviewed. It did not do very well at the box office, but even within, like I don't know, five years, it had become kind of a cult classic. Yeah. And Jeff Bridges, I don't know, again, he's just saying this for talking probably, but, you know, he says that, you know, he doesn't like to watch his own stuff, not against it, but it's one of those few movies that like The Godfather, if it comes on, <laughs> same for both of us, right? If he's flipping channels, I don't flip, I like to flip channels. He says where he'll just sit and think, oh, I'll watch a scene or two of this, but ends up getting wound up in the whole movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I think I saw it on, I want to say HBO, probably whenever HBO would show a movie like within a year or two after it came out. Right. I was just like, what is this? Cause yeah. I was a huge, huge fan of raising Arizona. Oh yeah. At that point I'd seen blood simple. I'd seen raising Arizona. I'd seen Fargo. I had not seen Miller's crossing. Um, I loved I, Miller's crossing. I read uh, not big Lebowski, but rather, um, oddly enough, I, one of the first, the first thing I ever owned on VHS, I think was MTV's, uh, the cutting edge best of, I feel like one of the very first, movies i bought on vhs was hudsucker proxy i love that movie Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think i saw it i was making web pages at home and it was on hbo and i I was like what is this insanity did you see it in the theater i did not i didn't see it until probably after you did um a friend of mine uh said dan have you seen this movie i said no 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 i haven't seen it and he's like you need to see the movie i said why i said because this is this is your movie this is everything, everything that you, he, he knew me pretty well. And he is, this is everything you would like about a movie. I can't believe you. Like he was, he was upset that oh, I hadn't seen it, you know? And I said, all, all right, all right, I'll see it. And he's like, I, I come over, I have it. We'll watch it here. 
and this is before you know Netflix and you could or whatever you, iTunes you can just buy a movie like I would have yeah, had right. to have gone and rented it or something he's like I own it come here we'll watch the DVD and I did and I loved it I loved it I just was like blown away by it I, I went out and bought a copy for myself and started watching it very very regularly and I'm trying to remember what time period this was it was years after it had come out and and beyond the time when it had come and gone from hbo you know i didn't even see it on cable um but i i i regret having not seen it now the problem is we have as you know we have the alamo draft houses here and they periodically maybe once a year do a big lebowski quote along where you can go to the theater and then they're in in instead of the usual this theater is now a quiet zone type thing they they let you talk and you can you can quote along with the movie Sorry, but that's not how I want to watch this movie. No, I, I, I want to watch it as a regular, a regular movie going experience. And so far, I haven't found a way to do that. Um, but I'm hoping, hoping one day they'll, they'll just have a watching movie theater experience and not a quote along. And I told the guy, I'm friends with one of the guys who works at the Alamo in their marketing thing. And I said, you need to do this. He's like, I know, I know, I know we need to yeah. do that, but it's uh well we i think we talked about this previously in discussing the movie but it's a funny journey with that movie uh at the risk of repeating myself uh the the first time you watch it it seems so very strange and like just why would you make this movie but a funny thing that happens when you watch it multiple times is at first in some ways it gets it, it is it does get funnier at parts i think the whatever second or third scene the scene in the bowling alley is an unimpeachably great, yes. very, very funny bit of writing and storytelling and acting. And it's just Jeffrey Lebowski. You know, that that, that whole scene is, I think, just, and that gets better and better as you start to appreciate the pattern and the relationships. Bergemi, in fact, even said that he didn't get the part, didn't understand, didn't grok the part until he got to where what happens in the end happens and he sees how much Walter really loved Donnie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, now I understand this relationship. He doesn't hate Donnie. He loves Donnie. They're like, he's like a big brother, little brother relationship. Anyway, what's, what's funny is there will be a weird dip at some point when you're watching this multiple times. Where you're like, mm, is this even any good? But sometime around like the fifth time you watch it, you're like, oh my God, this is one of the great things. Because there's just, there's so much in there. The guy with his dance cycle, like there's just so much. The guy, the, the, uh, the Seamus in the VW, there's like the, uh, the, the, the nihilists the oh my god the toes it's just there's so much to it <sighs> i'm glad they made it they're way ahead of their time dude they really were this is our concern dude they really psh psh i love that guy dan uh we need to uh exit soon you yeah no, let's, now, ex- let's exit now we'll table that and you want to table the table yeah, fitbit table it next week we will talk about Dance Fitbit. We, was there something else I tabled? I can't remember. But, you know, know, we'll be back. We're here every Tuesday, whether you like it or not. Get used to it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe I'll have some water uh, that I, yeah. I won't have to stand outside of Costco anymore. I'll be interested to hear, and I will be in receipt of a home hub. I'll be ready to talk about that. All right. So we're good to go. Very good. Right, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.